0: I'm so bored. Oh, I'm so bored in quarantine. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, I'm here to inject a little bit of excitement into your quarantine fun by talking about all the sports that aren't happening. What will we talk about? Well, for one, we're going to find out about Don Mattingly's real age. That's right. It's not what you think it is. Or is it? Uh, a overrated NBA player is linked to the Knicks once again. What else is new? And of course, we got to talk about the Looney Tunes matchup between all 13 horses that won the Triple Crown, facing off in one exciting fake horse race. Sure, why not? It's a Sunday. Stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. welcome welcome to the sports 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 podcast with me your host nick drago for those of you who are new to the show welcome as usual always love new people stopping by and saying hi oh my god it rhymes i'm gonna have to say that every week now i love rhymes okay uh for those of you who've never been here before we usually talk about all the previous news and information from you know the sports world in the last week and go into our insight and what's going to happen the next week Unfortunately, there's no sports, so we actually just have to talk about all the random news. Whatever, honestly, whatever sports info like pops up on my phone, like save it. We're going to talk about it this week. So uh, we're talking about stories that happened like years ago today. I don't know. I'm running out of stuff here. No, I'm not. I'm not running out of stuff. Tune in every week. There's lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I had a good weekend, I think. I really just kind of sat on the couch. Uh, What did we do? We chatted with some of our friends, we uh, went on like a 12-mile hike today, so that was tiring. I'm not even sure how I'm doing this right now, I'm gonna have to sleep after this is over. Um, And I played with my dog and did work, that's that's all I really got for you guys. Uh, So yeah. Fun times, uh, fun times all around. You know, for those of you who want to hear more about me, as you know, let's say you're going through the show and you're really enjoying the sounds of that are coming out of my mouth, uh, you can subscribe. You could also find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago. That's this show. Uh, you can also email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, and by the way, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting apps, the usual ones, but also... As of this week, we are on Spotify. Booyah. So, uh, yeah, check me out on the Spotify for those of you who have it. I love it. Oh, wait, am I advertising for them now? I'm not, but I actually do have Spotify, and it's it's pretty sweet. I pay my money for it. This is not a free ad Spotify. Although, if you want to pay me, I'll keep talking about your your show, your stuff. All right, let's start with baseball. So, uh, news, news struck this week. Baseball is... Preparing to make a full season return, obviously, later on, because we'd be finishing up the first month of the season right now, which makes me die a little inside. Um, One of the rumors going around right now is that they would uh, limit the—they would change up the divisions. Now, granted, baseball's a little overdue for a divisional realignment, and and I'm surprised we haven't talked about this on the show before, is that I'm a big— Fan of like some of these teams need to be moved around here. Uh, so what MLB is talking about doing at least for next season is creating three three ten division three ten team divisions as opposed to having um, the the eight four team divisions that they have now. Wait, I'm sorry, they're <laughs> I'm thinking of football um, as opposed to the six five team divisions that they currently have, now they would have this um, very special, special, uh, I don't even want, alignment. alignment. Uh, so, so the proposed divisions, or at least from what I've sort of gathered from various outlets, is that you'd have the East would include Boston, Baltimore, Miami, New York, both New York teams, by the way, Mets and Yankees in the same division. Uh, the Pirates, the... Uh, 70 76ers, oh my god, I live in Philly The Phillies, the uh, Tampa Bay um, Rays, the Toronto Blue Jays And the Washington Nationals Do I not know my team today? So that would be the East Division So essentially it would be a combination of You know, the East of uh, The American and National League East But also Pittsburgh being thrown in there um, Pittsburgh is, is really plays in the Central So you'd be separating them from some of their Usual rivals uh, by having them here and, and same thing goes the central this new central division would include Atlanta but you're pulling Atlanta then out of the east so I, I think it almost makes more sense to switch those two so that you still have Atlanta in the same division as like Washington Philly New York really really all their usual teams um, I'm sorry I didn't I didn't make this list I'm just reading it and yelling about it. Uh, so Atlanta, Chicago, both Chicago teams, Chicago, uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, Milwaukee, Minnesota, St. Louis, that would be the central. And then for the West, it would be Arizona, Col- Colorado, Houston, uh, both LA teams, Oakland, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Texas. Uh, they'd still have a 162 games season, but um, whew, it, it, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, you know, like I said, it it makes sense for realignment to occur, um, in, in the world of the sports, um, especially for baseball. Sorry, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I'm trying to like scoot my phone to a place where you can't see it. It's kind of distracting. I just need it so I can read, read stuff. I don't remember everything off the top of my head. I, I don't know. I'm not in a human almanac encyclopedia. Would it be an almanac or an encyclopedia or both? Is an almanac only maps? I don't really know. Let's go to Wikipedia for that. All right. All right. I'm being silly now. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Baseball. How old is Don Mattingly? So this comes from an article written by Sam Miller at ESPN.com. So uh, a gentleman by the name of Mark, I'm going to butcher your last name here, Mark, Arduin, Arduini. Uh, he is a baseball card aficionado. And so Mark here was looking through some of his cards, and he happened to stumble across uh, Topps' 1987 Don Mattingly card. And so on the back of these cards, those of you who are familiar, actually, I have a a bunch of baseball cards right here next to me. So let's see, maybe we could find a uh, a Topps card as an example. I mean, here's one. So usually Topps has some sort of... Here's a Don Mattingly one. You know, let's do that. Uh, Usually Topps has some sort of... um, Some sort of fun thing on the back of the card. So it's usually like a a random statistic or something. So for this one, it says his 23rd double and 238th hit uh, broke Yankee marks of Hall of Famers Lou Gehrig and Earl Combs set in 1927. So pretty random uh, stat there. Does it have his date? his birthday on here. This is why this is all coming into question. So every Don Mattingly card out there, here's another one. Let's see. This does not have his birthday. Every Don Mattingly card out there lists his birthday as 1961. But on this particular 87 uh, Don Mattingly card, his birthday is listed as 60. Well, the stat, the fun fact stat is that his birthday is actually in '62, and Major League Baseball has it all wrong, and all of their stat books and everything else are absolutely wrong. And it's actually 1962. And you can see at the bottom of that particular card, the '62 has been um, the '62 itself has been off-centered, and so it almost looks like they were printing the card with 1961 as his birthday. Saw this statistic. That he was actually born in 62, and then went back and reprinted the card. So now it says 62, but it's not quite right. They literally just reprinted the card. Okay, so now the question was, was, is this true? Was he actually born in 62, and everybody just got it wrong? So... Mark goes on a wild goose hunt. And I'm not even going to spoil the entire article here for you. Um but he goes on a goose hunt. Eventually find, decides to find the writer on the who, who wrote the stats on the card. Turns out he's a, he's a big wig in the statistical industry, helped start Saber Metrics back in the 70s and um really was uh I'm sorry, not the 70s. Let's ignore that. But he he helped start up uh, the sabermetric uh, statistical analysis stuff. Um, And he kept records upon records of Major League Baseball player information. He was like the FBI of baseball, is what they called him. Turns out the guy's dead. So can't really corroborate his story here. Um, His son donated all of his notes, findings, everything to... The I believe the Baseball Hall of Fame or the National Archive, somewhere that where they would have kept it all safe. Um is a very long article, <laughs> anyway. So they decide to come. They they finally they call wherever these uh number wherever this statistical whatever has been donated to calls them up, gets a hold of somebody, asks the question, Hey, this is what we're looking for. What year was Don Mattingly born? You know, this particular card says. 62, but every other card before or after that says 61. So they said, why don't we just send you our entire Don Mattingly file? Great. So now Mark gets a hold of this file, and he's looking through all of these documents and and articles and newspaper clippings and blah, 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 blah. blah. Eventually finds what he's looking for. There's a couple articles that make reference to it. Um, So in the meantime while he's looking through this he also tries to f- find the guy's birth certificate calls the marlins don manley is not available to chat with you right now so the marlins kind of laughed it off and said oh we'll we'll ask him how old he is um then they go looking you can't you, you can't get his public records from the state of indiana because it's private uh but they did happen to find a newspaper a newspaper article or an, an a birth announcement in the paper 1961 Saying that you know this this little baby boy Don Donald Mattingly is born, so case closed, right? 1961. But then why was the card? Why did the card say 62, right? Why have why have this this the story that he's actually born in 62 when everything else is 61? So around the time that this card was being printed, Don Mattingly was going through a terrible slump. And we found this, was all, this was all corroborated by the articles that they received from the archives. Um, he was going this terrible slump. Every day, reporters are coming up to him, asking him questions upon questions upon questions. Why aren't you doing better? Blah, blah, blah. You know, people are giving him tips, advice, whatever. He's losing his mind. So he says, all right, I'm going to come up with a story to just keep him off my back. So Don Manningly tells them, Uh, that he was actually born somebody comes up to him and wishes him a happy 25th birthday this is how it started they wish him a happy 25th oh happy 25th and he says oh i'm actually 24 Uh, and he said i've been trying to tell the yankees for years you know i showed my birth certificate and they they don't believe me and it ignites this whole this whole riff for i don't know solid two weeks three weeks however long the news cycle goes meanwhile his batting improves and that's the last anyone's talked about it, heard about it, whatever. So that is the story about Don Mattingly's real age. He is, in fact, 59. He's not 58, but we know now why he's not 58. <laughs> All right, should we move to football? So the uh, the Packers made a pretty surprising move uh, drafting Jordan Love. He is a quarterback on the first round. Now, you will recall that the Packers have a Pretty decent quarterback on their roster, a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers. So what's the story here? Apparently there may be some beef between Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, uh, who is the the coach of the Packers. There are talks that a lot of people seem to think Rodgers will leave the team after his contract is up. Um, and maybe this is the Packers' way of having at least somebody sit behind the bench and watch Aaron do what Aaron does. Now, now keep in mind, Rodgers had a pretty phenomenal year. Uh, they did make it to the NFC Championship game, uh, which obviously is a big deal. But uh, where, where were his statistics here? He threw four thousand and two yards, twenty six touchdowns, and only four interceptions. So uh, yeah, let's let's bring in your backup of the future. Listen, the Patriots did this stuff all the time, right? You have a an aging quarterback. Um, you want, just in case, you never know what's going to happen, so you bring in somebody else to ride the bench behind him a year, two years, three years, whatever, and then when that guy's ready to go, he's ready to go. Aaron did it behind Brett Favre. I don't think it should be a big deal that Jordan Love will be doing it behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, we don't know anything about, you know, will Jordan Love translate to an NFL game, all that stuff. No idea. But, We'll see what happens. Is there some truth to this Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers beef? We're not really sure. So, speaking of quarterbacks with beef, Andy Dalton, man, leaving the Bengals. They did officially cut him after uh, bringing in, uh, drafting Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, by the way, was the number one overall pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Andy Dalton, meanwhile, signed a deal with the Cowboys today. Uh, one year, $7 million contract. Now, before you start going off in your crazy tangents about how this is all because Dak Prescott hasn't signed a new contract with the Cowboys, that's that's not it at all. Now, granted, Dak Prescott's going to get a new contract with the Cowboys at some point. And it's probably going to be much more than he's actually worth because they're kind of kind of desperate, but not really. I don't know. Uh, The whole point of bringing in Dalton is he is a fantastic person to have as a backup. Dalton hasn't had a... Very talented team behind him in Cincinnati, uh, he'd probably play a little bit better than than you know with the Cowboys than he did with them. Uh, either way, bringing him in is is a good move. Just just have a solid backup quarterback. It worked for the Eagles uh, in their own division, so. Uh, I don't think there's anything to really worry about. There are some concerns from an anonymous NFL GM that thinks Joe Burrow is not ready for the NFL just yet. But you never really know what these first-round QBs, or any any QB coming out of the draft. A couple other quarterbacks to talk about. So there's still a few big-name players uh, in the NFL who have yet to be... How do I say that? Signed, uh, utilized, whatever you want to say. Cam Newton is one of them. Twenty fifteen NFL MVP does not have a team, um, and there are there are teams that could use him. I mean, his own his own former coach Ron Rivera could bring him onto the Redskins right now, and he'd be a huge upgrade for them. There are a lot of teams out there who don't like his attitude. They don't like his hustle. Totally understand that. He really put it on display uh, in, was it 2015? Was that the year he made it to the Super Bowl? Let me think here. I want to say that's right. Uh, No, it was the 2016 Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, yeah, 2016 Super Bowl was uh, him versus Peyton and the Broncos. Um, Either way, so... (sighs) I think there are a lot of teams that could use Cam Newton. I'm really surprised he's not going to any of them. Uh, I I, I hope him. I wish him the best of luck. I'm sure somebody somebody somewhere is going to need a quarterback, and uh, maybe it'll be him. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Surprisingly, uh, the Jaguars are still looking for a way to get rid of this guy. He uh, has a guaranteed salary of $4.16 million. He's on the final year of his deal. They're hoping they could trade him away, maybe get a pick. There are tons of teams out there looking for a running back. Fournette had a fantastic rookie year. After that, things sort of dropped down, although that was true for almost everybody on the Jaguars. They have... they, I mean, they think about it. They were almost in the Super Bowl. Remember that the they almost beat the Patriots three years ago. And then after that, just back to... Same old Jacksonville. Ba 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 ba. Uh, DeJavion Clowney also without a team right now? He's twenty-seven years old and looking for a ton of money, but he's actually somewhat worth it. You know, he's a three-time Pult Pro Bowler. He had a bit of a resurgence uh last year. Um, I, uh, with the sea, with the Seahawks? By the way, um. Um, uh, yeah, he's another one. I, I can see why teams don't want to shell out big money for him because, again, he's 27. He had some rough years in the middle there. Um, but who knows? Uh, I already talked about Dak Prescott. And the last one's Jamal Adams of my beloved New York football Jets. Uh, Jamal Adams signed this guy. He wants to be a Jet for life. You want to be a Jet for life. Um, I know I got to trust Joe Douglas here. I know everybody... Everyone here in Philadelphia says he's amazing. He's going to make all these great player moves. So uh, hopefully they find a way to keep Adams in the fold without breaking the bank too much. I'd love it if the guy was a jet forever. Absolutely would love it. A little bit of NBA talk right now. Uh, By the way, no rumors yet on the NBA or what they're planning to do. There were reports that they were planning to come back like immediately, almost reopening training facilities within the next two, three weeks. Um, there were rumors that then some of the officials and GMs and, and whatnot were upset about that, but LeBron James, who of course is the spokesman of all basketball, uh, told us that, no, that's, that's not true. And, and LeBron knows all. So Taco Tuesday, man, he's going to have a, a field day. It's Taco Tuesday on Cinco de Mayo this year. You keep an eye out on, uh, LeBron James Instagram feed. Oh, my beloved New York Knicks. I don't even know if I want to call him beloved. I, I, I just love to hate them. I don't know. I want them to be good. The last time they were any good was literally like Linsanity 10 years ago, uh, which is really sad when you think about it. But let's not go there. Let's not go to Linsanity. Uh, there is a huge rumor going around that Chris Paul, yes, yes, that Chris Paul is linked to the New York Knicks. Now, he's bringing the uh, – he's been with Oklahoma City this whole season, Uh A lot of folks out there figured that uh, this was going to be sort of the starting for the end of him, but he's actually been thriving there, even pushing them towards a playoff spot. So there there are folks out there that think he could go to a team like the Knicks and maybe be the start of a turnaround for them. Keep in mind, he is 34. 34 I want to say 34 years old definitely not on the right side of 30 any long-term deal with the Knicks will take him up to let's say 34 5 6 7 he'd be there three years with an option he'll be like 37 38 by the time he's done um not exactly what you want in a franchise player right now or who you want to spend big money on but of course it's the Knicks so they're going to spend big money on whatever and whoever walks up to them and says hey show me the money Uh, NHL real quick here. Jimmy Howard is apparently done with the Detroit Red Wings or the, they'll be done with him. Uh, Howard, not having a great season, really a great couple of years. I mean, he was going to be like the future for this team and Detroit, you know, after a lot of their big names, retired Lindstrom and, and, um, wow, I can't think of any other big names, Datsuk and Lindstrom and, and, you know, you know, all those guys, uh, after that, Jimmy Howard was supposed to take the candle, and Detroit's really been one of the worst teams in the league since then. Uh, and there really aren't a lot of great coaching options, uh, goalie options out there. There's Cam Talbot, Anton kadubin K- oh, um, Halak, Yaroslav Halak actually just signed with the Bruins today, um, so he's gonna stick around in Boston. There's Grice, Markstrom's probably not leaving Vancouver, so beyond that, really not too many big names to replace Jimmy Howard. I think the the Red Wings are going to be sort of stuck in this uh, weird, terrible, terrible zone for at least a couple more years, although they do have the number one overall pick right now, and there's a very new draft proposal on the board that could benefit them very well. So the way that the draft works now, it's a lottery, right? Each team has a certain percentage of being the number one pick, Obviously, the team that's in dead last gets the highest percentage, but it's no guarantee that they'll get the number one overall pick. And realistically, you could be the dead worst team, but you could get picked at like 8th or ninth, and then you're really screwed. This year, the NHL is talking about a new draft proposal in which only one team would get selected in the lottery. It could be, I I don't know if it could be any team, or if it's just the non-playoff teams, but one team would get selected, and that team can move up up to four spots in the draft. That's it. So it could be, I don't know, let's say a team in like 10th place, 11th place, right? And the best they'll move is 8th. What's really beneficial if you're the Red Wings is that you're basically guaranteed the number 1 or number 2 pick, right? Cuz the worst that could happen is let's say number 3 vaults ahead of them and then they just they they just slide from 1 to 2. So you still get a guaranteed phenomenal player as opposed to if you drop to like 11 12 where you know, not that there's slim pickings, there's plenty of excellent players in the draft, but your chances of a superstar are much further diminished at that point. So we'll see how that new draft proposal goes. There are still talks about how the NHL season will resume. Uh, some people are saying that they're still looking at neutral sites. Uh, it'll And it'll most likely be actual hockey arenas, so not Grand Forks, uh, North Dakota, as they were talking about <laughs> more recently. Um, and there's a couple of stadiums that are finishing, uh, that are on schedule still. The Islanders' new stadium in Elmont, uh, will be completed on time, I, I believe in time, for the 2021-22 20, season. Um, and also Seattle, who is is officially getting a hockey team, we just don't know what their name is. Um, I'm really hoping it's the Krakens, though, because I think that's awesome. Um, their stadium is also on schedule. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, there was this. This was on ESPN. Or is it, Was it ESPN? Let's see. The Kentucky Derby uh, obviously did not get to be raced this year, so instead, what we got to watch was a virtual matchup of all thirteen Triple Crown winners. All thirteen: American Pharoah, uh, Secretariat, Seattle, something, Crest Storm. I don't, I don't remember them all to be honest. Uh, but anyway. Uh, it was actually kind of exciting to watch. You know, obviously these are all all big name horses that uh, have been around for a long time, uh, have been around a long time. You know, their stories have been around for a long time because they they're triple crown winners. They're they're big names now in the sports. Shadow Slew, That's what I was thinking of, um, and so. It was exciting. I think in the end, uh, Secretariat ended up winning because, surprise, surprise, Secretariat's the fastest horse to ever live. American Pharaoh, a more recent, still living winner, uh, also did very well. I think Assault was one of the horses uh, that did okay. I'm trying to think of, of like the top three. I think it was Seattle. It was Secretariat, and then Seattle Slew, and then American Pharaoh was right after him. Um, either way, uh it was it was kind of exciting. So if you want to go check that out, uh I saw it was on ESPN, but uh the, you could you know, you find it anywhere. You don't have to support ESPN. They're they're okay, you know. They're be- actually they're better than most right now cuz I hate most places. Uh have you guys heard about Mike Piazza? <laughs> have you heard of him cuz I don't, I don't know. He's not very relevant anymore. Uh he was relevant for a short time in uh, Reggiana Uh, which is a very small town in Italy, uh, where he purchased their local soccer team. By the way, the term soccer is abbreviated for association football, and it was created by the English. So next time somebody from England or Europe makes fun of you for saying soccer as opposed to association football, the English made up that term. So you blame them, not you. You call it soccer, like a proud, proud, stupid American. Anyway, uh so I, I'm not a huge soccer guy. This comes to us from our favorite soccer correspondent, uh Timothy Nunzig, who's been on the show before uh, to talk about the world's most popular sport. Uh so Mike Piazza buys this team that at one point, you know, was Serie A, which is, you know, top level in Italy and they've fallen on hard times. They're they're really in in the third tier. They've been, they were in the third tier at the time. Uh, so Mike Piazza buys his team, pumps a ton of money into it, and then re- once he realizes that he can't pay off, he can't pay any of the the debts that that he created while he was there, him and his wife just bounce. They just leave. They skip town. She was the, his wife was the vice president. Like what? And they just leave. Sell the team. No, they don't even sell the team. The team collapses. Um, he didn't pay the fee to keep them in tier three and so they had to disband and then created a phoenix team which is um a phoenix team is when one team sort you know has to disband leave whatever and then a new team pops up in this this place think about the cleveland browns right browns moved to um oh my god baltimore and became the ravens and then a new browns team was formed the ravens said here take all your crappy brown history and we'll we'll be the proud uh, baltimore ravens who in their few years, have much better history, I think, than <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. I'm just kidding. I like to I like to poop on the Browns, literally. Um, so, yeah, really interesting story. Kind of a really weird story for Mike Piazza, who just just literally just bounced and left town. So, all right, then. Well, uh, you know, that's all I have to say for today. Thank you once again for joining me on the show. Fingers crossed we'll have some real sports back again soon, and I can... Highlight you on all those fun things from there. Um, what do I u- How do I usually sign off this show? Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She's the content editor, logo designer, and set designer of this podcast. The music you hear for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Remember, our favorite social media warriors, Mary Kay Albert and Gary Albert, of course, Joe Calabro, Jorge Paris, the whole gang and then remember to like share comment tweet tweet twitter at me we're on soundcloud youtube twitter and the facebook just find me sports 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 with nick drago yeah you gotta type the whole thing in i'm sorry sports 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 with nick drago that's me and then uh, you can do all those fun things like subscribe you know all that all that stuff leave me some comments a hug oh my god i could totally use a virtual hug right now i miss the world i miss the world i miss all you guys Uh, so yeah thank you again for joining me I am going to go rest my little tootsies because I am a tired dude thank you so much and have a lovely afternoon night morning whatever cuckoo